Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got a great malicious compliance story against some awful neighbors. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, all I gotta do is not get fired. Worked as an inspection specialist for a large flying machine factory in the Seattle area, I'd been working in a very specialized job field for about 10 years at this point. During my tenure, I'd become proficient at looking up raw material specifications used in the production of large flying machines. I was performing work, not duties, well outside the scope of my job description because the word got out that I was very good at rooting out the material specs along with how to process them into flying machine parts. I did this because the actual scope of my work was pretty easy, and I had a good system down that kept my backlog down to nothing. I also did this extra work to show my manager that I deserved a decent merit-based raise. And when I said specialized at the top of this paragraph, I mean that I was the only person in this large flying machine company with the certifications to perform the work. Well, raise time comes around, and my manager shows up with a slip of paper that shows what kind of raise we got. He hands it to me and tells me how he was able to get me this awesome raise. What he didn't know is that I have a knack for doing mathematical equations in my head very quickly, and I quickly discovered that he was blowing smoke up my butt. So, before he runs off, I tell him to stick around to do the math on my computer to show what I actually got. After I run the numbers, I show him exactly what I had done in my head. The raise I got was what was guaranteed by our union contract and no more. I confronted him about this and he had nothing to say about it. I told him I was doing the work of an employee at a higher job rating and that I should be getting compensated as such. He tells me to put together a package of what I've been doing and make an appointment for both of us to meet with HR to present my case for an upgrade. I put together my work package, set an appointment, and show up for the meeting. The HR lady looked at my work package and was amazed that I hadn't been upgraded. We chatted for about 15 minutes because my manager didn't show up, and we were giving him a chance to make the meeting. He ended up being a no-show, which meant no upgrade. Fast forward a few weeks, and it's time for us to write up a list of our yearly goals and objectives. Apparently this is some big deal for management, and they like to use these items to hang over our head as a carrot to chase for raises in the following year. There's this form that we're given to fill out what our business goals are for the next year, and how we'll execute our plan to make those goals. At the bottom of the form, there's a line for our signature and the date. It was the easiest goals and objectives form I'd had ever filled out. I literally signed and dated the blank form and handed it to my manager. Needless to say, he had an issue with it and started in on me right then and there. It was in an office where at least six of his management colleagues also had desks. He tells me that I just can't sign a blank sheet and I tell them I just did, a bit louder than my normal speaking voice. Then, with the attention of his colleagues now garnered, I told them everything that I'd been doing above and beyond my job description, how he gave me the BS story of the great raise I got and his no-show at the upgrade meeting. Then I iced his cake by telling him, all I have to do is not get fired, and I'm still gonna get the contractually guaranteed raise. So I ain't doing anything extra, starting with this stupid goals and objectives form. 
The look on the faces of his colleagues was of utter shock, and he had nothing to say, so I left. He never came back and pressed me to fill out the form. Maybe it was because he still had one of my size 10s stuck deep in his butt. Maybe he realized that he really screwed the pooch and couldn't face me. Shortly thereafter, I was offered a new gig in another department that came with an upgrade in raise. My salary doubled in the 10 years I spent there. Honestly, this doesn't even surprise me too much. I'm sure anybody in that position who feels like they might be able to get away with it is probably going to try to spin this in some BS way that makes you think, wow, I'm really getting it good here. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, HOA tried to punish us, told us to stop them if we can. Malicious compliance cost them 16% of the annual HOA income, and the cameras are still installed today. This happened several years ago and is a multi-year long story. I'll keep it as succinct as possible. We installed cameras in front of our home that were looking at our vehicles. Part of the camera angles did overlook parts of two neighbors' properties, one backyard and one side yard. The cameras were battery operated and had a function where you could gray out areas that you didn't want to film. When motion occurred in the grayed out areas, the camera wouldn't be activated to film. The neighbor's entire properties and several bushes on our property were grayed out. We did this when installing them. One of the neighbors was a friend and had no issues with this whatsoever. We showed her the camera angle and she said she didn't care whether or not we grayed out that area. We still left it grayed out over battery life concerns. The other neighbor's name was Karen. Not really, but we all know why I chose that name. Karen was on the HOA board and as you can imagine, we didn't really get along with Karen or the HOA board. We told Karen about the camera and showed her the grayed out areas at the same time that we told our friendly neighbor about it. It was simply a FYI conversation. We're not on friendly terms. Not a asking permission conversation. She told us to take the cameras down immediately or we would regret it. About a week after we hung the camera up, we got a notice from our HOA that we were violating the bylaws. The bylaw in question? A nuisance to your neighbor's bylaw. There wasn't a specific bylaw preventing placement of cameras, so this is all they could find to try to punish us. We responded with a letter detailing how we were not violating any bylaws or laws in general, and asked them to cease and desist. We all know how these stories go. They did not cease, and they did not desist. Their first response? The HOA has the right to enforce these bylaws. Try to stop us if you think you can. These types of responses were unfortunately quite common from this board. We entered this battle with one goal in mind, to cost them as much money and time as possible. The HOA hired a lawyer specifically to fight us. To my knowledge, this has not happened to any other residents. In the following four months, we ended up costing the HOA over $4,000 in lawyer's fees fighting this battle. For reference, the entire HOA income was around $25,000 a year. When it came time for our official HOA hearing over the matter, we had successfully postponed it, thanks to an attorney friend, three separate times. There were over a hundred back and forth emails with the HOA attorney and ourselves. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Each one of those emails was a 15-minute expense for the HOA, and I was happy to follow up a follow-up question with another follow-up question if it meant the HOA attorney was going to keep billing them. Did I say follow-up enough times? We didn't actually want to take this battle to court, so we ended up removing the cameras the day of the hearing to prevent being fined, even if the fine wouldn't hold up in court. The HOA decided in the hearing that we were guilty, surprise, surprise, of violating the bylaw. They couldn't fine us as the bylaws don't allow a fine after a hearing has been held and the cameras were already removed. In the end, the punishment was a sternly written piece of paper on the attorney's letterhead, delivered via certified mail, that stated that we were not allowed to place a camera on our home that had the potential to invade a neighbor's privacy. Keep in mind, the letter specifically stated the camera could not be placed on our home. We left the cameras off the home for about four months until the annual HOA meeting. You should have seen the look on the HOA board's faces when I asked them to explain the $4,000 line item for attorney's fees that simply stated title searches attorney fees. The board actually tried to hide the fact that they spent $4,000 trying to fight us over a couple of cameras by putting the fees in as title searches. Needless to say, that meeting did not go well for them. About half of them lost their positions on the board. The other half, including Karen, unfortunately remained on the board. About a week after the annual meeting, we installed new cameras, facing the same direction as the prior cameras. Only this time, we installed a post in the ground and mounted the cameras to that post. The admonishment we received after the hearing specifically stated that we were not allowed to install cameras on our home and said nothing about putting them on a post. They did send a letter to try to tell us to remove the cameras, but a sternly worded response indicating that we were prepared to fight them actually worked this time around. I guess they didn't want to spend another $4,000 fighting us. We didn't receive any follow-up responses, and the cameras on the post are still installed to this day, over two years and running strong. I mean, you gotta just love hearing about HOAs. To me, it sounds like you're kind of gambling when you move into an HOA, like the problem is the HOA might be fantastic when you get there, but God forbid a Karen like this finagles their way to the top of the board completely restructures the focus and all of a sudden you're getting a $50 fine because the flowers you're growing in your front yard aren't appropriate colors. This next story is neighbor complains about maintaining a hedge wall and then has to construct a wooden fence. This story happened about a decade ago when I was still a teenager and used to live in my parents house. We're migrants and are on good terms with all the neighbors since the 90s, but we do have a reputation in the neighborhood. 
of frequently undertaking ambitious DIY home improvements and in an atypical manner to what locals expect. Our house is separated from the neighbors with a living hedge wall of cypress trees that grow on our property. At the time of the story, we already lived in the house for the better part of the decade with the same neighbors and the same cypress trees. One day, out of the blue, one of the neighbors sees my mom working in the garden and starts complaining about the state of the living hedge on her side of the property. We usually trim the hedge only from our side and most of the top that we can reach. The neighbor complains and demands us to trim the hedge from their side as well. In her eyes, as the hedge wall is planted on our property, it's 100% our responsibility, and they're tired of maintaining it from their side. The altercation is very brief, as my mother surprisingly quickly replies, okay, and walks off grinning. Unbeknownst to the neighbor, we were already planning to cut down the hedges to the stump so that they could regrow anew as the existing hedge was very old and was not particularly sightly. Previously, we postponed these works as we didn't want to upset the neighbors, but this demand provided the perfect excuse. So the next day, while the neighbors are at work, we cut down all the hedges surrounding our property to barely above ground. As we're finishing clearing up the trimmings, the neighbors come back home from work, shocked to discover the hedge practically gone. They look around and realize that with the hedge wall gone, their whole backyard, kitchen, living room, and bedroom are on full display through the windows. The neighbor questions what we've done and why, as they would no longer have any privacy in their own home. My mom, without missing a beat, replies, We fixed the problem. The hedge will no longer need trimming from your side, and goes back to clearing up. Within a week, The neighbors came back to us and asked for permission to construct a wooden fence on our property to protect their privacy. We happily agreed as long as they paid for it all, as we didn't mind waiting a couple of years for the hedge to regrow. Our privacy was much less impacted. They built the fence within the week, and it provided a good surface for some vine flowers to grow instead of the cypress trees that my mother had wanted to plant for a long time. Well, I'll tell you what, I sure do assume that this did not take place in an HOA neighborhood, cause somebody would be fined for not taking care of the hedges. This next story is, make the list serve opt out, if you say so. Several years ago, I worked for a large nonprofit. I was hired as a temp, but worked my butt off and got hired permanently as a director in a little over a year. Of note, I was the youngest person ever hired to that role. I reported to an associate director, Our title system was weird, who was great. About a year later, he announced his retirement, and while I was sad he was leaving, I was thrilled that I had his support and was a shoo-in for his job. Unfortunately, there was one AD, Lisa, from another group. She was marketing, I was comms, who thought I was a bit of an upstart and didn't like me much. I left on a planned vacation and returned to find that Lisa had convinced the head of the organization to combine the marketing and comms groups with her as the sole AD, so no promotion for me. At this point, I was in the middle of a huge project to build and launch a new listserv. It was perpetually 1995 there. I had to coordinate with IT to build the new server, sign up forms, etc. It was for members, and we planned to launch at our annual conference to encourage people to sign up. Well, Lisa didn't think we'd get enough participants if it was opt-in. She wanted us to automatically add all members, around 5,000, to the list and give them the option to opt-out. 
I argued against this as politely as I could for weeks. IT backed me up. No one was going to find or use the unsubscribe link, and the minute the first person hit reply all to be removed from the list, it was going to explode. But Lisa knew best. So the day of the conference comes and I ask IT to be on call, even though it's a weekend and they're technically off. I confirm in writing one last time with Lisa that this is opt out. She says, yes, OP, how many times do I have to say it? Opt out. So the head of the organization makes an announcement about the list during your opening speech and we go live. IT called me within about 15 to 20 minutes because the server was so inundated with reply all emails that it was crashing. We scrapped the entire project within an hour. The head of the organization was livid, but I just forwarded my last email with Lisa. By the time they offered me Lisa's job, I had a new position lined up elsewhere with a $33,000 raise. You see, OP, this is why it's their job to think and your job to do. It's a tale as old as time for managers and bosses and the like that have no technical knowledge of it, but think that whatever process was just going to work out well, they just cannot fathom the practical outcome that's going to happen. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.